The Lonely Heart Killers, Raymond Martinez, Fernandez, and Martha Julebeck were an American serial killer couple. They were convicted of one murder, are known to have committed two more, and were suspected of having killed up to 20 victims during a spree between 1947 and 1949. After their arrest and trial for serial murder in 1949, Fernandez and Beck became known as the Lonely Heart Killers for meeting their unsuspecting victims through personal ads posted in newspaper Lonely Hearts columns. A number of, fil- of films and television shows are based on this case. Raymond Martinez Fernandez was born in the territory of Hawaii to Spanish parents on December 17, 1914. Shortly thereafter, the family moved to Bridgeport, Connecticut. As a teenager, Fernandez went to work for his uncle's farm in Spain, married a young local woman named Encarnacion Robles, and had four children, all of whom he abandoned later in life. After serving in the Spanish Merchant Navy and with British Intelligence Service during World War II, Fernandez decided to seek a job. Shortly after boarding a ship bomb for the US, a steel hatch fell on him, fracturing his skull and injuring his front lobe. The damage caused by this injury may well have affected his social and sexual behaviour. Upon his release from hospital, Fernandez stole some clothing and was subsequently imprisoned for a year. During this time, his cellmate converted him to believe in voodoo and black magic. Fernandez later claimed black magic gave him irresistible power and charm over every woman. Martha Beck was born, Martha Jewel Seabrook, on May 6, 1920 in Milton, Florida, allegedly due to a glandular problem, then a common explanation for obesity. Beck was overweight and underwent puberty prematurely. At her trial, she claimed to have been raped by her brother and subsequently beaten by her mother, blaming Beck for the incident. As a teen, Beck ran away from home to join a traveling circus. Writer Truman Capote later claimed to have briefly toured with Beck when he was 10 years old. This relationship is confirmed by Harper Lee, a childhood friend of Capote, in the 2020 book Furious Hours. After finishing school, Beck studied nursing but had trouble finding a job due to her weight. She initially became an undertaker's assistant and prepared female bodies for burial. She soon quit that job and moved to California where she worked in a United States Army hospital as a nurse. While living in California, she eventually became pregnant but the father of the baby refused to marry her single and pregnant at a time when the so when a social stigma existed concerning out of wedlock childbirth beck returned to florida beck claimed that her child's father had been killed in the pacific campaign the town mourned her loss and the story was published in the local newspaper shortly after her daughter was born she became pregnant again by a pensacola bus driver named alfred beck they married quickly and divorced six months thereafter she gave birth to a son Unemployed and a single mother of two young children, Beck escaped into a fantasy world, buying romance magazines and novels and watching romantic movies. In 1946, she found employment in a Pensacola hospital for children. She placed a Lonely Hearts ad in 1947, which Raymond Fernandez answered. Fernandez visited Beck and stayed for a short time. She told everyone they were to be married. He returned to New York City while she made preparations in Florida. When she was abruptly fired from her job, Beck packed her belongings and arrived on Fernandez's doorstep in New York. Fernandez enjoyed the way she catered to his every whim, and when he learned she had left her children for him, he thought it was a sign of unconditional love. He confessed his criminal enterprise to Beck, who quickly sent her children to the Salvation Army 
army in order to devote herself to her Fernandez without any distractions. Beck posed as Fernandez's sister, giving him an air of respectability. Their victims, feeling more secure knowing there was another woman in the house, often agreed to stay with the pair. Beck also convinced some victims that she lived alone and that her brother was only a guest. She was extremely jealous and went to great lengths to make sure Fernandez and his intended never consummated their relationship. When he did have sex with women, Beck subjected both to her violent temper. In 1949, the pair committed the three murders for which they later were convicted. Janet Faye, 66, became engaged to Fernandez and went to stay at his Long Island apartment. When Beck caught her in bed with Fernandez, she brutally struck Faye's head with a hammer in a murderous rage. Fernandez then strangled Faye. Her family became suspicious when she disappeared and Fernandez and Beck fled. Beck and Fernandez traveled to Byron Center Road in Wyoming Township, Michigan, a suburb of Grand Rapids, where they met and stayed with Delphine Downing, a 28-year-old widow with uh, with a two-year-old daughter. On February 28th, Downing became agitated and Fernandez gave her sleeping pills to calm her. The daughter witnessed Downing's resulting stupor and began to cry, which enraged Beck. Panicked, Beck strangled the child but didn't kill her. Fernandez thought Downing would become suspicious if she saw her bruise daughter so he shot the unconscious woman. The couple then stayed for several days in Downing's house. Again enraged by the daughter's crying, Beck drowned her in a basin of water. They buried the bodies in the basement but suspicious neighbours reported the Downing's disappearance leading to police to arrive at the door on March 1st 1949 and arrest Beck and Fernandez. Fernandez quickly confessed. The pair vehemently denied committing 17 murders that were attributed to them and Fernandez tried to retract his confession, saying he made it only to protect Beck. They were extradited to New York, which still instituted the death penalty. Faye's murder was only one of which the couple were tried and they were both sentenced to death. They were executed at Sing Sing Prison on March 8, 1951. If you like that, then listen to our main show every Wednesday on all good podcast providers. It's Alive Alive, the really, really fake true crime horror podcast. All the guts and gore, none of the guilt. See you on Wednesdays.